it's exciting. Uh, let's go back to. Do you want to go back to Bully and Keller? <laughs> yeah, I would love to okay. sort of give a little. So I mean, okay, this is um, this is hard for me. <laughs> uh, uh, so for those of you who don't know, Keller and I were part of Troop Fifty Seven Boy Scouts in Springville okay. together. Springville, um, Iowa. Springville, Iowa. Even I am famously a lot younger than Keller, like a lot <laughs> younger than Keller. Like I'm, you know, basically like a different generation. And um, I was really young, and I came into this Boy Scout troop, which is already a pretty loaded kind of space. Um, and Keller <laughs> made my life a living hell. <laughs> in fact, before we continue, I just want to, um, I mean, I made a list. Oh, my <laughs> um, God. This is the list. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is the list of slurs Keller has called me. Oh, no. Um, let's just get this one out of the way. Faggot. Um, he said it so he still says it all the time and that is just not true (laughs) that is not true he loves to say that word let me finish the list and we can dissect um he called me a sudaka which is an anti-latinx what i don't even know what that is kraut which is anti-german uh vineco which is anti-venezuelan uh Sodomite, I might add. He's called me a fundy, which is anti-Christian homeschooler. Uh, Bosch, homophobic, cracker, racist. He's called me a squarehead, which is another kind of a deep cut of anti-German sentiment. A honky, a fudge packer. Um, this one was more recent. He called me whore of Babylon, which is actually an anti-Catholic <laughs> phrase. Um, he's called me a fruit, names. So I just want to get that off my chest and to say, Keller, that like those words hurt. Um, words matter. Bolin, Bolin hurts. And but of course, I've already forgiven you. Oh, okay. I, I love my enemies. I'm just not virtuous. I, I just need to say that uh, I don't know what half of those words are. Um, and and yet he secondly, lies. He, now he's gaslighting. No, the first one. Now he's gaslighting. The F slur. Uh, I'm not going to say it. I don't remember the last time I said it. I have not said it. Yeah, probably. Uh, (laughs) And I just need to say that Solomon has, like, in recent years, has been trying to pressure me into saying it. He'll be like, no, dude, you can say it. I'm giving you the gay pass. I'm giving it to you. You You can say it. And I still choose not to. It's like, are we even close? If like, like I don't know. There's like maybe it's okay. more of like a girls and gays thing. But like, there comes a point in every like friendship I have where they like feel like they're comfortable enough to be a little homophobic towards me, um, <laughs> and that to me is like a sign of like, oh, we're at that level where this girl can be homophobic towards me, I can be misogynistic towards her. It's this sort of symbiotic relationship. <laughs> right, right. It's so beautiful. Mm. That's not well, quite how I view my friendships, but... Well, I'm really excited that throughout this recorded medium, I'll, I'll eventually get comfortable enough to just be explicitly homophobic. <laughs> say faggot. Just say faggot. I'm not, I'm not going to say that, no. <sighs> okay, fine. <laughs> you know what? This, I think this, this is, is a great, like... great opening, opening <laughs> segment here. I think this was a good way to start this whole thing. Yeah, he's over here being like, no, you can say the slur, and if you don't, 
that hurts my feelings. It does. Just a little bit. It's like you think I can't handle it? Are you assuming that I'm a weak little sissy who can't handle that word because I'm gay? Okay. Allegedly. I'm we're, I'm in a space right now. But anyway, sorry. Don't let me interrupt. I'm gonna I'm just gonna go formally introduce the show. And you'll be there'll be music and post. And I'll say uh welcome to Very Legal, Very Cool, a podcast about Keller saying the F slur. Okay. <laughs> it's very legal. Donald Trump said it one time. What? See, that's okay. what I thought. That's yeah. like his worst phrase. You should have picked like nipples protruding or something. <laughs> <laughs> we this was like t- we named the show like two years ago, um, maybe almost three. So you know, I, I, maybe we just didn't have enough to work from at the point. You know, this is early in Trump's presidency. You know, Ugh, rest in peace, sweet prince. I am reading Art of the Deal right now. <laughs> yeah, how is that going? Good. Jesus um, Christ. No, listen. I like it because one of my well actually let's start the podcast first. I don't are we introduced oh, yeah. yet? Are we introduced? Yeah, oh, we're, we're you know we're talking, we're talking. Go for okay, it. What, okay. what... The reason I love it. Um so in high school, my favorite book was My Way of Life by Joan Crawford. Do you know who Joan Crawford is? Uh not off the top of my head, no. Okay. Um <laughs> she was <laughs> a night kind of a golden age era Hollywood actress. Ah, um, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. The, the references are going to be really crazy this episode. Um, and she also kind of, her daughter, after she died, wrote a tell-all book called Mommy Dearest about how her famous mother was super abusive and, like, hit her oh. kids and, like, screamed at them and all that, which they made into a really funny, good movie called Mommy Dearest. But mm. um, during her, I was, like, really hyper-fixated on Joan Crawford all through high school because um, she was, like, this neurotic, bipolar, like, um crazy performative woman and i was like she gets it you know like gays love her for that very reason and (laughs) her book um my way of life is just basically part memoir part like self-help book on how to be a lady and like part like being like here's how you store your 200 dresses and i'm like so true (laughs) um and part of the part of the deal is basically trump's my way of life it's so like like, (laughs) the self-mythology and the and the prose and just the almost like the intimate look at himself through his own eyes and it's just amazing. It's it's Trump, actually Trump really is, good. Trump is is a fancy boy. Like that I don't think that gets talked about enough because I think during his presidency he's tried to kind of craft this image of him as kind of like macho or whatever you know with the aid of like ben garrison you know like drawing (laughs) him with a with a 24 pack but (laughs) (laughs) you know but like he really has always been just like a like a fancy boy you know i don't remember where i was reading about that where he he hated his father because his father was always like minimalist about architecture and stuff and donald trump oh god I want the, you know, pretty fountains and shit. Yeah, art minimalism <laughs> is how. Uh, <laughs> but yes, that's my, well, what are you reading? What are you reading right now? Oh, uh, I'm reading a bunch of stuff right now because school. <clears throat> um, I'm, I'm reading Culture of Narcissism by uh, <gasps> Christopher Lash, though. So that's a good time. 
Oh, I love that. I'm, yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting uh, lash pilled. Yeah, get Polly. Need to read sex art in American culture by Camille Polly. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm reading some boring philosophy of language stuff for my philosophy of language class. Uh, okay. Dubliners by James Joyce. That's pretty good. You know, I'm reading some good stuff. Okay, let's let's for, let me formally. Uh, hey, hi. Uh, welcome to very legal. Welcome to very legal. Very cool. Uh, we we are joined today by um, Solomon and Keller, uh, two people that I know. Um, instead of uh, Jared is not here today, he's going to be taking the month off. So I'm running the show now, and so I'm going to bring on insane guests like this. Um, so I brought on um, a friend of mine, and uh, that. The the person that friend bullied, who then eventually bullied that friend. <laughs> I didn't bully Keller. I was that is antagonistic. That is we're gonna get antagonistic. into all this on this right. this like Doctor right. Phil aspect. <laughs> of, uh, very legal, very cool. Keller, what what are you what are you reading? I guess that's what we're doing. Can he read? That's what we want to know. That's a good question. Uh, I haven't been reading a whole lot lately. There we go. That answers um, it. I. Uh, was just now reading some fascinating facts about Joan Crawford. Uh, <laughs> and uh, apparently people from, are... Wikipedia.com. No, actually from biography.com. Oh, you um, better. Oh, um, good. Apparently no one knows her real age. <clears throat> no. no, of course not. Um, people are, disagree on her date of birth, which is interesting because they well, can't find a birth certificate. Yeah. Man, yeah, I want that controversy. Yeah, that's, that's pretty wild. Wait, do you guys feel safe sharing how old you are? Was it? Do you guys feel safe sharing your ages? Is this like a space you feel yes. comfortable? Okay, I'm go. fine. Yeah, I can do that. I'm 25. I'm 23. <laughs> I'm 20. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. I don't, I don't, I'm so I don't young. Think Sol, I don't think Solomon's the youngest guest. I'm trying to think. You might be the youngest guest. Less than that oh, is shit. grooming. Just saying. Like, if you have a guest younger than me, you're grooming. <laughs> well, let's, no, my brother's older than you. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> How old is Caleb? Caleb's uh, 21. Okay. I think. My co-host just turned 21. By the way, shout out to nice. David Scafidi. I wish you were here to kind of protect me from the okay. homophobic <laughs> onsets of Keller. <laughs> Thank you for being a true ally. Um, <laughs> I miss him. <laughs> Was it you said you have to bring up uh, bring up David at least three times, at right? Least three times a so minute, that's yeah. that's Actually one obligated. big big check mark next to to one there. <laughs> well, and for those of you who don't know, <laughs> me and David have a podcast called Sunday School with David Scafidi and Solomon John. Link in the show notes, I'm sure, and <laughs> you can edit that out. <laughs> but <laughs> but um. I told you that I had to record so early because I was working, which is sort of a false pretense because I'm working on the podcast. So I'm going podcast to podcast, kind of oh, shot man. and chaser today. Yeah. That's crazy. That's, nice. that's fun. That's fun. <clears throat> I'm a working yeah. girl. Yeah. Did, yeah. You guys are like booked out like crazy, right? Yes. Or something I'm... like that. Yeah. Because you, you offered me, like, you had the podcast for, like, there's, like, four episodes now, right? I, I, yes. I've fallen behind. I need to catch up. But um, The most recent one is the best. Uh, you were like, you were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to get you on the podcast. Uh, does August work? <laughs> <laughs> Are you? Oh, Jesus Christ. Listen, we have a certain level of professionalism and production quality over at Sunday School that isn't familiar oh, to yeah. all. We like to sort yeah, of have a 
<laughs> yeah, we're this this episode's going rogue because we don't have the guy who owns the soundboard, which is nice. Something. Yeah. Should we just make noises with our mouths, like yeah, or something? Yeah, that well, not that sound probably. <laughs> uh, you know, I guess I guess let's let's introduce you you two. So you're you, Solomon. You have a you have a that that uh, gay Catholic podcast called Sunday School, which is very good. I would say it's sexually ambiguous. Um, kind of like ambiguous. Jesus himself. It's not explicitly anything. <laughs> But yeah, that's sort of my, that's the space that we occupy. We talk about a saint every week. Um, and then we talk about usually Camille Paglia or um, our families. I don't know. It's fun. Mm. <laughs> so, so, so there's, so, so that's Solomon. What, Keller, what, what do you do? Um, I am a, uh, a musician. I have two bands. Um, one of which is made up of a recurring guest on Very Legal, Very Cool. Oh yeah, uh, <clears throat> Nate. I don't know, honestly don't know how to say his last name. Is it Tyson or is it Tyson? Okay, no. Tyson. Oh my word. Uh, it's okay. I I uh, I was in a band with him also for several months, and then realized I was mispronouncing his last name. I, I don't so. think I've ever heard anyone <laughs> say it out loud. Wait, uh, you had both bands? You were in a band, Josiah? Yeah, so I was I oh, so I was in a I was in a band in high school and then oh, got it. I was just kind of like a part of the Des Moines music scene but not in any band and then finally I got a band put mm. together. We had one show. The uh year anniversary of that show was a couple days ago and we've not had a show since because you know, we're now as you can tell the <laughs> the year anniversary of COVID. The lip, you, so. you hang on, you started Caldoon in 2016. No, no, no. Uh, World is Flat was a band I was in in 2016. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then Caldoon, like, Caldoon was was yeah. We got our first show in <laughs> with Nate, and then COVID hit. Yeah, pain. Um, but yeah. Anyway, that band with Nate um, and Seth Clo is called Seth Clo and the Silver Liners. Oh. Uh, we should yeah. have our. <laughs> Um, debut full-length album out sometime in the summer, or maybe the fall. Yeah, uh, that's, that's two previous guests of this show. That that's, yeah, yeah, that's a really good like. Hey, that's a VLVC brand. Yeah, kind of there it is. There it is. We can we can out. we can put uh, SpawnCon. Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then my other band, we are called Bouquet, and we're we're based out of Cedar Rapids. Um, These gay and, names, and my God. <laughs> Um, ignoring you um, <laughs> for the best where we'll have our debut single and music video out in April, I believe. So nice coming up here. And that's, that. uh, that's like the main thing that I do is music. music um, yeah. Post a lot. I do post. Yes, I do post. Do, can we, can we talk about the doom dome or is that secret? It's the not what? a secret. We can talk about the doom dome. It's not secret. I don't okay. Know what that is. Uh, um, it was like a, it's a cult that Keller, uh, brought me <laughs> Wait, you were in a cult and you didn't invite me, Keller? It's, it's not a cult. Oh my um, God, it's so rude. It's just a group DM on Twitter. Wow, this is, this is Boy Scouts all over again. <laughs> okay. There's, there's a lot of these, like, secret groups, like, secret discords or the secret Twitter DMs that, like, 
I, I get dragged into, but it's so interesting because it like they'll, they'll go through so many hoops that you have to do to like join. It seems like, but I've never asked to join any of these. It's it's usually a friend approaches me and they're like, you know, I've got I'm part of this like this club. Do you wanna do you wanna join? I can like try to submit something. And that that you did that, and then uh, uh, Emily Rose, which is another right. Uh, yeah, she did that to me too. Yeah, um, yeah. Me into these cults. Uh. I I think the Doom Dome is not like that at all because to join it you just have to message the like either you either have to message one of the like main guys or just have someone like me like a friend yeah say like it, is hey. it all boys is it all boys no, no. it's not actually oh. it's actually well, okay. probably 50/50 Are there any other gays? <laughs> yes. I oh, then don't so. invite me. Don't even bother. Okay. You, you like being the soul. I, well, I, I like I, my, 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 my. Solomon is an alpha homo. I'm a pick me, ultimately. <laughs> um, like, my favorite thing is like when there's a group chat and it's like a bunch of like straight guys and then me because they like, think I'm like actually cool, not just like cool for a gay guy. And it's like, I don't like there to be any other girls or gays because then it's like competition. And it's like, no, 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 no. It's like, I'm the chosen one. <laughs> I see. I see. I see. <laughs> Similarly, God. I like I like to be the only only straight guy. In That's this perverted. That's perverted. <laughs> That's very vulgar. Very crude. <laughs> Not God's plan. Not God's plan. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Oh, good. Hot, hot take. Hot and Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, see, and you two, you two went to high school. Wait, what? How did you guys know each other? That you bullied each other. Uh, who bullied okay, who please in high school? Please like, do not we got blame. It. Please, <laughs> we got it. We got to get into all this. Um, so, uh, it was in Boy Scouts. Uh, that was how we met. Oh, um, but, we knew, Scouts, but I knew you right. before that because you well, were Ke- in Keller your homeschooled. Were, okay, Keller was homeschooled too. Okay, so all of us were homeschooled. Right. So that's something we should probably talk about in a bit. Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, okay, but yeah, so we Scouts, yeah. we were in Boy Scouts together. Um, and that's that's where we saw each other the most. I guess if, if you, um, <clears throat> Solomon, if you knew me before Boy Scouts, I don't know how, because I didn't know you. I didn't know you, but I, I'd seen you in um, Pinocchio play when you were Geppetto. Oh, yeah, true. I was Geppetto. And you looked really busted in that dumbass, like, what was it? What was your beard made out of? Was it like charcoal? It was, I don't know. It was just makeup. Yeah. Well, it wasn't anything special. It was a, it an elementary wasn't. school play. I don't know what yeah. you want. Well, I served my elementary school plays. I'll just say it. Okay. I am. I, by the way, I was never in a band, but I was in show choir because I did go to normal high school, which is which why is like, basically the same thing. It's actually You're... ultimately worse as far as like the culture. It's thing the goes. same thing, but more embarrassing. No, because like in a band, like you know, there's no sense of like anonymity or to be competitive when you're in a band is really embarrassing especially if you're in like a yes. diy style band it's like who are you competing with <laughs> yeah, another another dork that also has 10 people in the audience like fuck yeah. <laughs> where a show choir um we were all like it, it was like um a, a lot of people who had like a lot of bloodlust and a lot of competitive drive and really hated their peers but also wanted to be popular mm. um and I went to Marion first. Marion Show Choir is a whole different beast than when I graduated from, which was Linmar. And Linmar Show Choir was like hot shit at Linmar, whereas Marion Show Choir was like the dregs of like the, the status of Marion. So when I went to Linmar, that's when I really went psycho and like really actually like like Show Choir was my whole thing, which is which that gets embarrassing for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> what? Oh, uh, man. I was in Boy Scouts, too. Man. <gasps> we, yeah. Oh, were I, you? I nice. dropped out. Yeah, I dropped out. But so I was I. in it. I was in it from, from like, Cub Scouts, like, early Cub Scouts up until, like, uh, mid-high school. And then oh. I dropped out. Were you a Pinewood Derby queen in Cub Scouts? Of course. I love yeah. Pinewood <clears throat> Derby. That was the shit. Yeah, Dude, totally. That was like the thing I looked forward to always. That was like I think, one of the only things. Yeah, I think there was. Because I mostly all, just got bullied too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, type, am I right? I think there, there's only been one time in my entire life where I have run into a bathroom crying. Um, oh. And that was <laughs> at the. Um, at one of the Pinewood Derbies. No. <laughs> <laughs> not because I lost. It's not because I lost. It's because um, my shit didn't even work. My <laughs> like my car wouldn't even roll down the like the the <laughs> ramp. And it wasn't just that. It's that like a bunch of people were making fun of me for it. Um, <laughs> they were like, they were like, look at your crappy car. It doesn't work. And that just that just made me ball. I just so ran away right. out into the oh. like nearest bathroom, and my dad like followed me, and he was like, "Keller, it's okay. It's not a Fuck big up, deal." Son. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, he. Your dad's sweetheart. Um, but oh, uh, yeah, that's the pretty much the only time. Um, I don't I don't know if I ever did another one, or if that was I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if that was the last one. It could have been. We somewhere in the middle too. there yeah i was um, i was just thinking about pinewood derby recently because my my uh girlfriend's been like redoing some furniture just like sanding and i was like i have like no woodwork experience except for pine doing pinewood derbies do your coat do and your listeners know pinewood derby like should be that, that that i was actually about to say we should probably explain that so yeah do, do you want to explain what uh, the pinewood derby race yeah is? hang on i got uh, this one i got this one yeah, um, yeah, yeah pinewood the pinewood derby is uh the is where like all the um the members of the cub scout troop get together some other troops too i think it's a multiple troop thing and they uh, they all come just within our, our okay um but, yeah. they come together right and it's it it's a pissing contest between all the dads um <laughs> it like i had nothing to do with the with the creation of my cars except for like disappointed with you because your cars didn't do well uh, except for painting them. And um, oh, yeah. I had nothing, I had no uh, control over the um, like shaving down into a car <laughs> shape at all. I didn't touch the tools. My like, and that's just how it all, it always is. No, no, let like, me, can, I, can I contrast that experience a little bit? Um, hang on. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. It's mansplaining. <laughs> Um, let me collect my thoughts here. I've been derailed. <laughs> you got railed. Um, anyway, the reason it's a pissing contest between all the dads is because that's just how it, it is like for the most part, how, um, all these like kids pretend that, yeah, this is my car that I put so much work into when really it was just their dad doing like 90% of the work into yeah. creating, uh, this car. Um, and it has to like fit into a, um, a box. Yeah, it has to fit into a very yeah. like specific <laughs> box in terms of what is allowed in like shape and weight. Um, yeah, and I guess I should say the Pinewood Derby is a race that you put Between, these like, cars. Little... Yeah, you put these cars into. 
and you like if you win i don't know what you get if you win trophies and see this is what i know ribbon um yeah it's like but yeah it's like they give you a block of wood four nails and four tires that are attached with those nails um and then you can carve up that block of wood pretty much however uh and then you get to race it down this big ramp that uh yeah all the dads have purchased Okay, so you guys are yeah. um, painting with a broad brush because my father, <laughs> my my father, he had four to five boys in Cub Scouts at a time. Um, mm. So he actually did not like that we were involved in things. In fact, he wanted us to do as few things as possible. <laughs> we kind of like would drag him out there. And so when it came to Pinewood Derby, we were really kind of on our own. He like we would like have to plan it and we would try and shave it down by hand. We ultimately couldn't. And so then my dad would like, begrudgingly come out to the garage and like spend like 10 minutes per car and he was like okay this is good right um i mean he was <laughs> he's a very involved father but not um with he didn't he didn't care about the pinewood derby no. but i will say that one year my little brother dominic he um he actually like won like the pinewood derby so we had to go to like a state competition which i didn't even know that there was oh, a thing shit. like that <laughs> Like, and so we went to this, like, big warehouse somewhere with, like, just a bunch of the most American people you've ever met. And just, yeah, it was such an experience. There was a high level of pageantry. There was, like, photography. I was like, whoa, like, I didn't know there was this level of prestige. I would have tried a little harder. God damn. This is, yeah, man. We could talk about Boy Scouts this entire episode. Wow, I have. We probably should. But, man, we're just tapping into all these memories now that I haven't thought about. We should get into the bullying. We should get into the bullying. We should get into the bullying. Uh, I was going to say, like, I did. Yeah, I I had a terrible time with Boy Scouts for for bullying reasons also. I liked, but yeah, the Pinewood Derby was like the only thing I think I really enjoyed that much. But on the whole, yeah, what I eventually did was mid-high school, um, the night that we would meet for Boy Scouts was the same night that, um, this is so embarrassing, the homeschool, like, theater and drama, yes. like, grouped in. Uh, and and I, traded, I traded Boy Scouts for, for, like, two years of theater. You chose the path <laughs> of light. You chose the path yeah. of light. Yeah, wow. which I think is funny. I don't seem like a theater kid. No, not at all. <laughs> no, um, it's because I'm really not. But I think I just liked hanging out with were them. Were you tech? No, no. I mean, I was. I acted. Oh, because I, I could see tech for you. I could see tech. For I, you. I, I would love tech actually, but yeah, yeah, the, no. But like, a, it's like, so weird. Lighting. like, I remember like my parents occasionally would like you know pull out pictures of Boy Scouts and they'll be like, man, wasn't weren't these the good old days? Because they didn't like <laughs> they didn't know like you know they weren't my me experiencing what was going on. It's like no, they weren't the good old days. I was getting called pussy tits. Like it wasn't oh. you know like. <laughs> This wasn't a that's good a time. <laughs> yeah, that's a slur. <laughs> oh my you God. might want to edit that one into the list. That... <laughs> um, no, my my bullying experience was a little. I, I you know I was admittedly very annoying. I will say, thankfully, I'm nothing but a charming, adorable angel now. But yeah, I, I, not annoying anymore. Never. Sure. I've never been anything. Nothing of the sort. But in in my when I was like you know homeschool kid, fourteen siblings, closeted. Like the recipe is there. You know what I mean? Like I'm kind of built different and I got to Boy Scouts and all I wanted was to be loved. I wanted adoring, adoring admirers. I wanted to be just a a loved, cherished, popular, cool, everything. And I was unable to because one, I was like going through puberty and my body was crazy. 
it's me and everyone else. Yeah, and that, which is a terrible time to be like in a tent and like or in a cabin with like your peers. Um, and I just like was like, okay, these people don't like me. Let me just talk to them. And that was the worst possible thing I've done. <laughs> yeah, don't ever talk to them. No, that's, and I, and I talked so much. And so Keller, along with his friend Vince, were just because like the other Boy Scouts would just sort of laugh me behind my back when they thought I wasn't, I couldn't know, but I did. <laughs> Because I have a Venezuelan third eye. And then, but Keller and Vince would just like, just ruthlessly to my face, make fun of me. And this was before I was sort of um, hardened and cynical where I could bully back. Because again, I was so young, still am. And yeah, I just remember one time they, they like were listening to Britney Spears, which retrospectively is like the gayest thing. And I was like, oh, I love Britney Spears. Like, y'all don't even know who Britney Spears is. I'm like, I think I know Britney Spears. And then they gaslit me. They literally gaslit me and said I was making up knowing who Britney Spears was. This is the most. See, the, the funniest part about that is I have no memory of that at all. I love a Boy Scout troop that's like, you don't listen to Britney Spears, are you gay? <laughs> like, the, the most bizarre. <laughs> well, and I had like an external locus of sexuality because I couldn't even, like, I was so lost in the sauce of like evangelical homeschool, like wanting to be, you know, clean cut boy that like I just couldn't even admit to myself that I was gay, but I channeled all that mm -hmm. into being like a mega fan of Justin Bieber. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah. I was like, that was homosexual to me was listening to like his albums and being like, he's so good. <laughs> um, even though I, I, I never actually had like any sexual feelings towards him. I just kind of thought like I, I saw a sister and um, <laughs> yeah. so I got bullied a lot for being a huge JB fan. I remember that. And you know, I was you probably were a believer. Bullied. I was such a believer. In fact, for Christmas, I think I've actually mentioned this on my pod. My mom got me the book Believer, which is like, from yes. like the Christian bookstore. And it was like a Christian journalist writing about Justin Bieber's faith. Oh, I wish I still man. had it. It was such a classic to me. That sounds great. That so sounds good. great. <laughs> oh, my God. But yeah, I was bullied out. And Keller's the reason I quit. Um, <laughs> and that's why he gets to be the eagle and I get to be the victim. It's the tale as old as time. It's the tale as old as time. Yeah, I'm trying to think because, like, I like to think that I'm not a bully. I wouldn't have been much of a bully in high school, but I'm thinking about it. I think I would have picked on someone for being a Bieber fan. Yeah, which I'm not proud. I'm not proud of that. I'm not saying I'm like that's we're, we're but like I, I think I would have done that. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. the real minorities. <laughs> um, I did like eventually get my comeuppance for bullying Solomon, though, because I was I was bullied like all throughout middle school and most of like early, like ha my first half of high school. Yeah. Um, first of all, for being homeschooled and yeah. like, that's valid. Of I course. can't like looking back, I can't really argue with that. Um, and uh, secondly, because I played symbols uh, on my freshman drum line. Um, <laughs> and if you, if you played symbols, that means you suck at playing the drums. Of course. Um, so they just give you the big metal things. You can't really fuck up. Uh, you just hit them together. Um, I'm sure you found a way. <laughs> there was that one time. So mean. That was um, so mean. This... <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Um, but yeah, that's that's how I got bullied. Um, I don't even... a symbols kid? Yeah, they called me symbol bitch or symbol monkey. <laughs> um... symbol... Is that a slur? <laughs> it might be. Simple, Simple monkey, monkey that might so be a... charged. 
Well, like symbol monkeys were are a thing. They they're like a little toy, you know. Yeah, they look like they're like little minstrel like toys. They don't look not racist towards me. Like I don't know. They do kind of look racist. You know, I just looked them up. They totally look racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit. Oh God. Oh my God. <laughs> I hate that. How did you How did you respond to bullying? What was your way of coping? I just played it off. Um, I internalized it. Like, yeah, it didn't. It never felt good, but um, eventually, it felt so right. <laughs> no, I just um, it felt right when I was bullying you. Um, yeah, of course. That was which is, a but, good time. Yeah. A lot of psychosexual uh, mind games with that one, huh, okay. Um <laughs> I really don't. I can't recall like a coping mechanism. I think I just it just made me want to get better. I guess so they wouldn't have shit to say about me. That's um, like the most one of the most positive. So when are you gonna do that? React. Oh my god. <laughs> this is just Fuck the meanest you. episode, man. <laughs> no, I'm nice. I'm a sweet angel. I'm, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a Saint Francis of Assisi. This South is State. yeah, yeah. You're you're Saint Francis of Assisi. You say while kicking Keller in the teeth, like Stop, while he's no. on the ground. <laughs> I'm giving him a big kiss. I'm Mwah. a fucking pacifist. Uh. <laughs> no, that's actually my whole thing. Is like I'm like I'm just. I love everyone, and then I'm like, except for these people. Yep, yep, yep. No, but Keller, I do love. I want to take a moment to be sincere, and that despite Keller being bad at drumming, homophobic, <laughs> annoying, weird-looking, awkward, and awful, I love him so much. He's my best friend. Yeah, it's actually very brave of you to to love me despite all of those things. I guess it's just, I'm, you know, it's not me, it's God. You're it's built different, me, like you said. I'm built different. I'm full of the Holy Spirit. It's not me. It's the Creator. Oh my god! <laughs> oh man, that's so, so good. Glad we glad, glad we unpacked a lot of this. <laughs> yeah, no, but just I, was... I am glad that me and Keller reconnected. Um, yeah, later because I was still in high school and we had mutual friends through Marion, Isabel Weber, Aaron Thompson. Shout out! And Love then him. I met him later, and at first I was like, didn't recognize him because in my brain mm. he was so ugly. Um, but he did get cuter later on, and he is a very handsome boy. Oh, but you. I remember I met him at like a cast party, I think for like some musical that me I was in with Aaron and Isabel, and I got to chat him like, oh, he seems really nice. Yeah. And then I then I was sadly disillusioned after being friends with him for a few years. But <laughs> he is really a sweet angel, and I'm sorry that yeah. I was bullied by you previously. <laughs> <laughs> Keller is uh, Keller is one of the most um, like one of the one of the best per people that I've like done comedy with that <laughs> hasn't been like just ruined for me during COVID and stuff too. Oh like, yes, comedy. Yeah. yeah, we we both did stand up for a while, and uh, that makes you feel I, good I, about being a theater kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I I've kind of just like lost my my love for a lot of those people after uh, just watching. Them just continue to do shows during a pandemic and stuff. It just wasn't. I just kind of. I don't know. Yeah. And, and and getting really angry at people who are saying maybe don't do that. That They're was the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good for them. Um, Anti-maskers, COVID truthers. Yeah, right, okay. Right. Uh, the pandemic. Um, pandemic. Pandemic. Uh. So. Yeah. With stand-up comedy, I don't think I'm ever gonna get on stage ever again. I don't. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not interested in that at all anymore. I still like writing jokes, um, yeah. but I is that what your am, tweets are? Um, I'm never gonna get on stage again. 
to, uh, to be honest, I feel like podcasting has replaced like stand up for me a bit because the stand up to podcast. I like writing. Right right <laughs> yeah, well, because because the the stand the thing about stand up that was both challenging but ultimately obnoxious to me is you have to like make jokes for a general audience, and podcasting is like I can make an obscure joke to like you know that's referencing what a joke about Francis of Assisi, yeah, like Assisi. we were doing right. A sissy. He's a sissy. He's a sissy. He's a sissy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I can make a joke about that and maybe, you know, like on in a podcast format, the people listening to this might most likely maybe get that. Um, but, you know, when you do like something like that on stage for stand up, they're like, you know, uh, say something about dicks. I don't know. Yeah. I did a stand up once about Jesus. I did do a Christian stand up that was really vulgar. And I, um, I, I've also done that too. It was, it was about, it was the, the, I, I, you know, because I'm a theater kid, the title of the P um, was called Hot Jesus. And it was about how, like, um, just how horny it is to be a Christian. I see. I'm not going to go into it anymore because, um, yeah, it was a different time of my life. Yeah. Like, um, I, I think I had, pretty much stopped feeling the desire to to do stand-up comedy even before the pandemic. Um, oh, really? Yeah, because <clears throat> I was realizing just how, like, depraved mm-hmm. um, the community of stand-up comedians is and how, like, gross they are. That's what um, makes it good, though. And, well, not maybe. Um, and just... <laughs> how if i wanted to continue doing that i would have to associate with them like i would have to yeah. there's no way around it so um, my my kill the things that killed it for me like i i i kind of like hardened myself up to like uh, i can i can deal with like pe- obnoxious people because that's just kind of the nature of this you know whatever but um it it was kind of like covid stuff that like really killed it for me it wasn't as much it was like like they they didn't you know like like a guy like licked a microphone to show that Ooh. COVID wasn't real at one oh, point. Oh yeah, like, I remember that. You know, it's that's just so stuff hot. like that, and it was just like, man, that that sucks. One thing I one thing that's funny though, you mentioned, uh, Keller, you mentioned being a symbols kid. Yeah, uh, I was a, I was a symbols kid. I briefly do a little rolled in middle school, and the the reason that came up to my ha- head is because I used to have a stand up bit about that, and so it was like I I it's just funny that we both had that. Nice. experience where I was a terrible like I, I came in as a homeschooled kid dual enrolled in middle school and they didn't know what to like do with me because I didn't know how to play any instruments at the time or anything <laughs> so they're like ah you could play the cymbals and I distinctly remember this was the, the like what I would talk about in the bit but I distinctly remember I was standing there watching like the music which I couldn't read that they gave me and the sheet music does literally just have like one dot on it and that's when i'm supposed to do the symbol and i didn't do the symbol but now that's not just like that's not just like oh oh the symbol didn't add to the right effect to this it was the the way the song went i remember it so well was it like built up to the symbol crash so it would be like blah 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 da 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 symbol crash da 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 so everybody would wait for the symbol crash and so there was like this buildup and then it was just silence and then everybody looks back at me and then I just kind of screamed and symbol crashed and then they took me off symbols. So I lo- I got demoted from symbols. Wow. <laughs> they were like, to you just, triangle? You just, yeah, that was that's the joke I would say on stage. They they think they just made me sit down. I think they were just <laughs> like, You can you could just watch. Uh, you can watch. 
you know, wow. Bill over Billy over here is going to do symbols now. You can yeah. watch him. Um, how big was it in marching band? Uh, it wasn't marching band. No, it was, it was concert just, band. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I would walk and play cymbals at the same time. Yeah. Um, That's terrible. So I was, I was marching cymbals my freshman year. Um, Cause they Damn. would, they would have put me in like the pit or the front line, um, which is where a lot of the auxiliary goes. Um, <laughs> but we were too small. So we didn't have one of those. Um, oh so they were like, yeah, you just have to march cymbals. You're going to march and carry these cymbals around. Um, have fun. And so ugly. honestly, say it. honestly, looking back, it was fun. I had a good time doing it. Um, <laughs> and like, it's so freaking fun to have a symbol attached to each of your hands and you just smash them together. Like, that's a fucking great time. That's great. Um, I wish, I, wish I could, I wish I could do that without marching band. Like just walk down the street with two symbols <laughs> and just be like, this is great, man. <laughs> that's what's nice about my instrument being kind of the original instrument, the voice. <laughs> um, Jesus is that I do just sort of, I can sort of, you know, bring out my, my instrument wherever I take care of it. <laughs> oh um, man. Which of course is why another reason not to mention my, my, my colleague, David Scafidi. Oh, big um, check mark next to number two, number two. Yeah, there, we, we should a, have a sound effect for that or something. i wish yeah i wish if only. yeah if we had the soundboard i would make that happen but, but david is actually a really talented guitarist um he plays the guitar and sings he has a music page just linked to his instagram which i'm sure will be in the show notes <laughs> but is, we are both big music people but we did it in a way that's not like nerdy i mean i did show choir but like he just genuinely loves music and makes it for his own enjoyment which is yeah. so psycho to me because i can't imagine enjoying something for its for its own sake um oh. maybe it's because i have girl brain and i need to perform everything but <laughs> i really can't say that i need to stop saying that but yeah music for me was all about theater like for me i, I didn't want to do music if i wasn't going to be stared at while doing it so mm. band held no appeal um, because it's like either I'm gonna look fat playing like the flute or the trumpet or something by blowing my cheeks all big, or I'm gonna be doing percussion, or I'm in the back, which sounds like hell. Um, and I won't get a solo probably because like a, a solo doesn't count if you're playing an instrument because no one cares. Right. So I was like, oh, I have to go the theater route. Starting when I was in like third grade, um, and that's really I think what where the most of my problems come from personality wise is just being <laughs> so into theater. Um, and so competitive about it. Like, I really was preying on other people's downfall. Like, <laughs> I would, like, play, like, mind games with people before auditions. Um, and it, it, it reached a crescendo. The last musical I did, um, this is so, this is, like, truly the darkest thing I'm about to say, was Shrek the Musical. Um, yeah, yeah. And I was gunning to play Shrek. Let me tell you, I was gunning for it. And I was at Linmar and everyone was praying on my downfall. They, the, the, the students had already sort of cast it themselves in their minds of like the veterans of the Linmar Theater Program. And I was sort of the dark horse, the young ingenue. Yeah. And I just remember telling them like, oh, no, I think I'm going to get it just confidently. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, don't you think like I'm the tallest one, which was so important. Um <laughs> And then when I did get it, <laughs> um, I actually didn't like it because I had to look ugly. And so then, like during my oh. big gorgeous solo numbers, I'm hitting those high those high Fs. I um, looked really bad. And I there is a copy of it. There's one single copy of Shark the Musical, Linmar Edition, 2018. <laughs> and the director like came to my house one day because she missed my grad party, and she gave me 
like a beautiful card and then like in the envelope i see this and i turn it on and i turn it off after two minutes i was like this is not right this was not the kind of broadway moment i thought it was as a little (laughs) 17 year old have Um, you have you watched it at all like i haven't i haven't i haven't watched it since i don't even know where it is Oh my goodness! I we really it. need to find it. Yeah, that's no, pretty high no. We really need to find no, it. No, no, <laughs> no, no. Um, but yeah, theater I think is depraved in a different way. The way that band is, band kids yeah. are antisocial and ugly. Theater kids are um, too social and think they're not ugly, and that's problematic. <laughs> yeah, as a band kid, I knew I was an ugly fucker. You know, <laughs> I was really skinny. Actually, I I really miss being high school skinny. I will say. Yeah, I was no. Oh man, high yeah, in high school. See, so I I have been just kind of like, I was a skinny kid, and then I became fat in middle school. Yeah, of course. And then the last like two years of high school, I was um like maybe a little chubby, but I was like in in the better shape I've ever been. Yeah, and then I just like gained it back and back in adulthood. And the thing that sucks. Is yeah. that aligns perfectly with the two years I didn't do Boy Scouts? Yeah, damn. Is the time that I would have been in enough physical shape I wouldn't uh, have been getting bullied? <laughs> I left like Boy Scouts and then yeah. yeah, I left Boy Scouts and then like got skinny for a while. No, <laughs> oh, that's the worst bullshit. I- I should have showed up right and be now. like, oh, look what happened to pussy tits. Yeah, <laughs> look at my flat-chested bear tits now, you fuckers. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. You're not fat. You're just like a pog. Yeah, yeah. I can I can wear a, a tank top and feel comfortable <laughs> about it. I wish I could wear a crop top. I wish I could be like the kind of little sissy who can put on a crop top. But like... Weirdly, my my hips, my hip to shoulder to like love handle ratio is all off, and that's what it's about. It's not even about weight; it's about ratios. Um, and my yeah. ratios aren't well. Never, I, I'm sadly built like a German man. Like I'm really tall and broad shouldered and like narrow hipped with like no ass. Except for when I was fat, I had a fat ass, and then I was like, no, I'm gonna really lean into having like a healthy dis- eating disorder. And then I um, <laughs> lost my ass. <laughs> Hate to see it. Hate to see it. Yeah, I'm here. Um, I was thinking about the other day. I I saw someone like earnestly reading that Hillary Clinton book oh, that yes. came out after the 2016 election. That uh, it's is titled "What Happened." Yeah. Um, and <laughs> and it's it's um, just a really really one like long book that just says "I lost." Yeah. I, <laughs> yes. But like, I, there was this joke that someone made. Um, years ago when it first came out and it was like this is the first book that an- that asks a question and then answers it 
on the very cover because it's just like <laughs> what happened hillary clinton um, that's what happened. Said the first book that should be burned and i was like so true bestie um, i mean that too why not uh However, this podcast is is still with her. I would, you know, for sure. <laughs> with her? Yeah, we're still with her. When um, she quote tweeted Donald Trump once that just said, delete your account. Yeah, uh, she really thought she slay yes to mom of that one. Yeah, she was like, I clapped back. My favorite Hillary Clinton tweet that comes resurfaces every once in a while is where she posted a picture of herself as a kid and said happy birthday <laughs> yeah. to this future president. Oh I my god! Not taking it down though. Like I respect she her, like, taken women it. posting their L's online right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Can we have that discourse, color. Can we argue about that again? Oh god! I don't want to. Okay. <laughs> That's like a running kind of conflict between us. Is he thinks I'm misogynistic for following that account? Uh, that account started off as funny. We, yeah, you know, let's not let's not turns. get it. it it definitely pivoted to being pretty you have to be you have to be I intersectional you have to be intersectional and also follow dunes down bad and then it okay. balances then, out then it's, then it's exactly fair, yeah. <laughs> i think that count got got um suspended oh that's so uh, ugly yeah they definitely did um what? the <clears throat> the dudes down bad oh account yeah 1984 um, in here am i right ladies they uh, yeah that's totally yeah. They started a, like a new one, but it's only got like a couple thousand followers. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to the several hundred thousand. Am I being am I being annoying? Be honest. No, you're good. You're good. Okay. I the only thing you know is like um, is my my general <laughs> sense of knowing that there's a handful of things I'll have to edit out. Constantly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm definitely kind of cutting loose at this one because I don't have my moral compass with me. Um, <laughs> no, it's David. It's totally- David? It's totally fine. I just think it's it's funny because it's like I'm enjoying the conversation, but the back of my head, I'm like, "Yep, okay." Timestamp at yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> fifty-eight minutes. Cut that Wait, out. What I, said, what I, I black out when I talk. What did I say? Oh, uh, I try to think. I don't. Know. I'll notice when I'm editing. Yeah, later. let me know. I'm gonna, I black uh, out when I talk. That is. <laughs> Peak Solomon. Should, should I make like a list of every terrible thing Solomon said and make then a send Snyder it to cut? You? Make a Snyder cut. Make like an extended <laughs> cut. Like uh, this is this will be like your reason to really get into Patreon. Is you're like if you want to hear the the everything we had to cut from Solomon's episode. Oh. If you want to no. hear the full list of slurs, it, uh, you um, this is how you can start your like club DM. That yeah. like only like exclusive people have access to. Like if here, you hear- listen to the unedited, edgy, very legal, very very cool so, podcast. We we that was originally a thing we were gonna do with our Patreon, and then we never did. Was like release for patrons the like unedited episodes, but. There are still bits in a lot of the episodes that I, I think I just don't want unedited stuff going out. I just well, don't you want should release the ex- you should still release like the the like not like everything uncut like personal info obviously but like the stuff that you're like this could get us in trouble on main so now we're gonna basically have a 4chan forum for it <laughs> aka our patreon <laughs> yeah actually the the really bad stuff is just the times I get into like personal like stuff yeah. like like you were talking about what. Was it the last Sunday school episode or whatever? You were saying that you had um you, yeah. you guys like directly were saying someone's full name. I do that way too often and have to edit it out. Like I sound so mean on this episode. Oh my god. 
yeah, let's let's talk about let's let's get nice. Let's work on yeah. some some reconciliation Recon- between yes. you know Keller and. But Keely. both of you say something uh, nice about the other person. Who's going first? You. Uh, Go Keller. ahead, <clears throat> Solomon. I love your uh, penchant for the things that you're interested in. Rather, or more specifically, I love how much you or how passionate you are about the things that make you tick. Oh, mutual. Um, I feel the same way towards you. And We're both passionate people. We sure are. Um, and anytime there's like something new that you're into, like Catholicism, for example. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> yeah, whenever you go through a phase, you know. Stop. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I'm not how I was I, framing that at all. I know. We know. Uh, no, I know. Uh, there's you just learn as much as you can about it, and I appreciate that. And That's you good. shared share some good. of that knowledge with me. Like, um, I now have a portrait of Saint Cecilia, patron saint of music. Yes, in my uh, oh. in my apartment. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I did. Is yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Very. You, cool. Wait, did you you, you texted me when you when you yeah yeah you I texted, texted me when you got that right yeah that's cool um yeah it's chilling on a lamp i i put a plant on top of one of my lamps and cooked it on accident yeah <laughs> oh well, yeah. Right. <laughs> Keller, what i love about you uh there's so many things too many to name um but one of the things i love about you is you have a strong sense of loyalty like even in moments where like we have our little conflicts or our little um disagreements like there's just like this unbreakable cord where it's like i know no matter what we're gonna be besties um yeah. and you're always there to like um just do some like fuck shit i don't know like we can just dick around and like drink beer by a pond or like i don't know stay up all night and just i don't know it's, it's very effortless around you and you are really quick to deal a joke which i really do appreciate like i love that rapport that um that dude's rock kind of thing <laughs> and i don't know it's like you do make me feel like a special kind of pick me gbf um but more than that you make me feel like a, like an old friend even though the old friend part is you know problematic at times it's you are one of the people i'm closest to and you are someone i will always cherish our origin story has dynamic i know it it's does. so it's it colorful it's and it's good. rich it really is it's homoerotic story even mm-hmm. sure yeah. <laughs> it is it yeah is. bullies well, to mothers. thank you <laughs> yes okay josiah say one thing you love about me uh, uh... <laughs> I feel like I've only known you for a few months now at this point. Uh, okay, I don't see a problem. <laughs> uh, no, I I do like the um, I don't know I like the the gay Catholic uh, vibe overall is, is great to me. I don't know, but um, I don't know, and I, I think there's you've got My journey to like, celibacy. Yeah, yeah, your journey to celibacy is is uh, profound. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, no, I mean, I obviously like it, it was kind of odd to run into someone that um, uh, online like, well, so usually when I run into people who I like vibe with online, they're usually people from like buttfuck nowhere that I don't know and I'm never going to meet in real life. Yeah. Um, and so it's kind of odd that somebody from like, you're not in the music scene, but like through no. Keller and stuff like that, somebody who from kind of the music scene 
connection I have to Twitter found mm-hmm. me was equally into a lot of similar stuff as me. So yeah, you didn't follow me back for a long time, though. I will say. So I kind of do that intentionally. Sometimes I'm following way too many people. God, what um, what a I'm following. I'm my, my yeah my 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 ratio on Twitter is so terrible. Maybe so. Usually, usually when people follow me, I give it like a month or two before I follow them back because for one, people unfollow me a lot. So I like I don't want to like oh follow God. somebody and then they get sick of me like after a week. I want to like make sure you know they're in it for the long haul before I fall. <laughs> <That's laughs> you gotta test the relationship thing. That's what yeah. I do. Gaslighter. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All right, Keller. What's one thing you love about Josiah? Yeah, yeah. Um, this is such a positive. Yeah, I'm here for it. We took a turn. Um, I. Something I appreciate about you, Josiah, is um, I have, uh, well, uh, like, I am thinking about how this could be misinterpreted here. That's um, fine. But um, I appreciate... naturals. <laughs> uh, Sorry, go ahead. What to say. Uh, I appreciate the um, the fact that you have been, like... Like since befriending you, um, you have been sort of the gateway into meeting a lot of other really cool people. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that, actually that's a thing people say about me, which is weird. I don't know. Yeah, I could see that being misconstrued, but it's because I, I I do value your friendship and like I appreciate you as a person a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely but not as gl- much as your friends. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm definitely glad that we're friends. And as a result of our friendship, yeah. I have met a lot of other cool people. Um, your yeah. brother, for example, I am really glad yeah. that I'm friends with him. He's a Is cool guy. Hot? Um, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> um, we have some stragets in the house tonight. <laughs> Sorry, back to you, Keller. I honestly, I don't think I've ever like. I've only seen pictures of him, and they they were never like good pictures. I think they were intentionally bad pictures um, of him. And I've, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I can't answer that question. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah anyway, um, it's it's kind of cool that. Um, yeah. Because it sometimes that that sort of thing it can feel like, oh, I'm this this guy's just stealing my friends or some shit like that. Or mm-hmm. from my perspective, am I does it does he think that I'm just stealing his friends? You know, but it doesn't feel like that with you at all. Um, it's just no, like you're, I like you're, you're I like introducing have, people to people. Yeah, that's fun. You're you're happy to have the community there. Um, well, I like, think part part of it part of it for me like why I, I do like doing that is because. Um, so the things that I kind of am when it comes to like being a, I guess, left wing, like far left Christian, but not like liberal theology Christian, but like, a, you know, like trying to be both orthodox and far left in politics yeah, is really, really, price. yeah, is really kind of rare. Um, and it's really easy to feel isolated if you hold those kinds of positions, because, uh, yeah. you know, it's like. Uh, all my commie friends hate my religion, and all my religious friends hate my political views. So I don't have communist or religious friends. You really yes, can't. that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's hard to find people who agree with me, uh, you know. And so, I don't know. I've been able to curate like a, a fought, like a group of friends on Twitter who are that yeah. way. 
and then it's been nice because like i know nate teeson has mentioned that where he's like he's like you know oh it's it's been really nice to suddenly be following a bunch of like i don't know gay le- like gay communist catholics and stuff like that yeah who, you know like I don't know. They take their religion seriously, and they also ha- take their political views seriously. Yeah, gay Christian. Oh, my turn. Sorry, I didn't say what I love about mm-hmm. you. Just how I love oh. about you is I think that you are someone who um, works hard. I know that sounds really passe, but like I just noticed that oh. you're always actively doing things, either for school or for your podcast or your music. Like you're just someone who I think has such a a drive, but not in like a weird, horny entrepreneur way, but just in a way where you're like, <laughs> you just, you put, you are always being creative and you're always doing things, posting even. <laughs> and I don't know, it's like, I'm, I'm always just excited to see what you're about to do. Um, Manenberg, yeah. I'm really excited about um, because the, yeah. the name is much better. And I think that's so important. <laughs> and I, yeah, I really like that about you. And you're, oh, you know, you. yeah. adore. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, that. Gay commie Catholics, huh? Yeah, it's a fun. It's a fun. I know vibe. they're not taking the host though, right? I'm sorry, they're not going to say that. <laughs> and they're no, mortal sin. It's actually mostly Anglicans. I feel like that I've gotten yeah, to know, but yeah, yeah. And honestly, like I want to. That's like Anglicans are just gay I, Catholics. It kind of is, yeah. Like I, I've kind of <laughs> thought, like I've kind of thought that it will. We'll see what happens with me religiously because I'm still on my religious journey to some extent, but. Um, if I don't go full Catholic, I'll probably just be kind of like a, a lefty Anglo Catholic, a cafeteria Catholic. Yeah. yeah, half Catholic, you know, B- bisexual. <laughs> yeah, who here's bisexual? Raise your hand. I'm. Well, we can't. I... It's audio medium. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> um, no, as far as we... my gay religious thing, I'm talk about myself now. Um, yeah, let's talk about you. Let's talk about me. Yeah, I am currently <laughs> celibate. Like, I'm not even, I'm like team no fap. I'm not like having any um, SEX or anything. And it's been so good. And now I'm just trying to discern if like, is this good because I'm like not having sex or good because I'm being like not having like gay sex? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, which sound like I've I've mentioned that to like, friends and i try not to because it sounds very internalized like homophobia vibes mm-hmm. um and i'm like i just don't know like my i don't know i've actually had like a crisis of faith like last week because i was like why can't i like because like the catholic theology is so tight and it's so like airtight yeah. i mean like it just all sort of works together in a way more seamless way than like any branch of protestantism really <laughs> and mm-hmm. um yeah. i love that i'm like this is cohesive this makes sense I, I, and I need that. Like, I need the order of the truth. I need it to be spelled out clearly. But I was like, I, I, and I'm like, I can just sort of put my sexuality in a box and kind of ignore it until it becomes, like, unignorable. Um, yeah. But I was like, because I've always been, like, really open about my sexuality and my faith. But, like, mm-hmm. with Catholicism, I was like, no, like, I can be open that I'm gay, but celibate. Yes, Catholics love that. <laughs> um, mm. But then I was like, <laughs> why yeah. can't you just commit to doing that for life. Like, why can't you say with honesty, that's what you want. I'm like, like I like need this to be true. Like I need to like get married and have children and like shit like that one day. And then I was Mm. like, huh? So you're, so that's, so you're just coping. That's a cope. And I was like, this is my internal monologue by the way. But then I was like, well, why, why can't you just be gay? Why do you need God to like that? And I'm like, well, I need God to exist. I was like, that's also a cope. And so then I went down like literally the worst, like, 
three days with no sleep and like just reading and like watching lectures and things and i'm like wow i even like started watching a bunch of atheist youtubers which is mm-hmm. a hellscape to be in yeah don't um, ever do that they're all awful <laughs> um and just like and so i'm actually um meeting with my priest this sunday that's good. um yeah i'd have a chat because i really um am slaying the rcia game and i'm set to be confirmed on easter um but i just want to have a really get into the nitty and the gritty and see what he thinks yeah the yeah i i have a lot of sympathy um for 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 gay catholics i feel like that's a really um hard position to put yourself in and also it's but but the thing is the thing that i think a lot of um i think i think you posted a meme of this that i appreciated um, at one point where it's like, but people, a lot of, a lot of like gay folks who aren't Catholic don't understand why you would put no. yourself in that position, but it's because you think it's true. Right. <laughs> like, well, and, and, and that's the hard so, part position yeah. it puts you in. <laughs> like, when your locust of identity comes from desire, mm-hmm. it gets really tricky. And, and Christianity is the same way. Like, we have a desire for Christ and like mm-hmm. atheists have a desire for not christ or whatever and i think with queer people we're sort of forced to have our identity be based on desire whether we like it or not and Mm. i think i just sort of reached a point where i was like this isn't really enough this isn't this isn't this isn't the truth this is just like a thing well well, yeah because your sexuality is just one aspect of who you are it's the Um, worst one honestly (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know it's just but yeah, it's 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 something I have. A, I do have a lot of sympathy for because that that's um a rough position to put yourself in. Most of, most of the uh, gay Catholics I know eventually just became Anglican because yeah. it was the closest thing that you know it had a lot of the liturgical elements that they liked, yeah. but uh, but they were you know affirming. I do um, miss charismatic worship a bit. Anyway, enough of me talking. Sorry. Well, time out. What is Anglican exactly? Uh, so so Anglican is is um. Oh, there's a lot of history there. I, I know uh, I've heard Anglo-Saxon before. Uh, well, is so that... yeah, so it's it's the Church of England is Anglican, but then it, you know, that's where the Anglo-Saxon comes from. Okay. Um, yeah, it's it's the Church of England, but what what happened is uh, the quick history here um, is during the Protestant Reformation, uh, you know, Henry VIII, um, yeah. with all his all his dead wives and all that. Uh, to Chad. divorce, he broke off. He broke off from the Catholic Church, but on the whole. I'm oversimplifying this and saying yeah, they kept a lot. There. They kept a lot of the same structures that the Catholic Church had. They just were independent of the Catholic Church, and so again, skipping a lot of history here, that allowed them to also kind of change to social, like social issues, quicker than the huge Catholic Church. Because yeah, okay. you know the, the Catholic, you know they they Orthodox and Catholics will talk about like how the church is like a, a massive boat. You know it's like you can't just kind of like can't change it. it overnight. It has to be. It's a slow process of change. You know like Vatican II addressed like issues that like you know people were raising two hundred years prior. Like it's it's a slow process to change. The and also it was a heresy of the church, right? Like that's why Pope yeah. Francis, the Antichrist, even. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, actually, wormhole of like Catholic conspiracy theorists, which are oh the the seeds, man. 
Yeah, I, yeah, oh I man, you're gonna love Mammonberg. We talk about seeds so much on there. I thought that evangelicals were the only ones that had like crazy end times theories, but no. Um, they talk about like the like the, like, the, the seven kings that are the last like seven popes pre Francis, and now like the lightning strike uh, after Benedict's resignation, and like that the National Geographic projecting unclean animals Jesus. onto St. Peter's Basilica, and how it like, yeah, we so, are so for, 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 for poor Keller here, uh. <laughs> There's a there's a, a movement and I mispronounce it all the time and it gets abbreviated as just calling them seeds. I don't I don't know how to is it seed of vacantism? Is that yeah, I don't seed, remember. Yeah, seed of, seed of vacantism. Like which as the name sounds like, the sea is vacant. So the idea yes. being they draw the lane at different times, depending on who you talk to, but it's usually about the fifties, yeah. early sixties, something around that time. The last that was the last legitimate pope. Mm-hmm. And then they, oh, yeah. uh, they, you know, went into decadence and the Vatican has been corrupted and taken over by the gays and the communists and all that. And we've lost what it means to be Catholic. And so of course, that's also how they can justify uh, disobeying St. Yeah. Disobeying Pope Francis when he's like, you know, please get the COVID vaccine. Please be nice to the poor. And they're yeah. like, I don't have to because you're fake. Wait, can I give one hot take? Can I give one hot take and then I can relinquish my um, terrorism, my hostage on this conversation? But um, I kind of don't want Catholicism to become affirming. Okay. (laughs) Like, I just think that part of like what I love about Eastern Orthodoxy and Catholicism just on a cultural level is it is sort of like this time capsule of like the ancient ancient church in a lot of ways. And even as like... Mm -hmm. As a homosexual, I would love to just like be allowed to like enter full union with, like partake fully and and maybe I and, like I'm I'm still discerning whether what that looks like and what it, what that's going to be. But like I also do not like the idea like and this is my kind of conservative element mm-hmm. of like the church capitulating to progress for progress sake and not because yeah. there's like a true divine like scriptural precedent for it because like. Okay. What yeah. I will say, what I will say in agreement with you, although I don't fully agree, and I'm also not Catholic, so you know, Catholics can completely ignore my opinion here. But I, I think that there that you are correct insofar as like progressive, like I don't think the progressives should have their way with the Catholic Church and just like it just become what the liberal take of the time is. And I, because, yeah. but I think that it is possible because there are theologians who have done it plenty of times to, um to justify like uh, a gay marriage or whatever with it feels like a cope though it feels like a cope with, with the i don't know i you can you can do like it has to be honest to the tradition cuz traditions do evolve like there's no there's no like static part of the catholic church it's always yeah. evolved and so i but i think that you can evolve in a way that's honest to the tradition or it can evolve in a way that's dishonest to the tradition and so for me like like for instance the catholic church is never going to be like yeah you know oh have a, a gay poly polyamorous uh open marriage like it's never going to do that and it shouldn't but um in my opinion but i i think i think there would be room for eventually but i don't know if it's going to ever do that of like a, just a a gay monogamous relationship fitting fitting catholic theology it just you know it it has to be honest to the tradition in some way. I don't know, but I don't. I mean, the I, Anglicans found like, a way to rectify just it. Go be Anglican, yeah, mm. and they're lib Catholics. <laughs> I you know I'm I, and I'm, I'm 
I mean, in a way, that's kind of why I'll probably just end up Anglican because I, I have a lot of respect for the medieval aspects of the Catholic Church, but God, it is, it it is hard to kind of uh, rectify it with my social views, which which is funny because yeah, because because I think my social views are probably like I don't know they're they're pretty liberal for like conservatives, but like among like the really far left people I'm around, I have pretty conservative social. Yeah, like, I always have. I, I don't know because I. I I don't know. I don't. I have I, a question for Keller, actually. Yeah, up? we should get Keller into this. Not... Why do you hate God? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know if that is a uh, a question that is being asked in good faith. I have. Okay. Wow. The bullying. The gaslighting. We're back in the mix. <laughs> Keller does like the mildest standing up for himself, and you're always like, "Oh, he's gaslighting." Yeah. I'm using it the way that Twitter users use it. I'm, I'm. Just anyway. Um, why Keller, what do is I? Your, what is your faith? God. No, actually, like, what is your faith journey? How are? What is your? What? Well, who is your God? What is your theology? If, if necessary, um, or whatever. I. This is how I've described my. Um, relationship with god um and the reason why i'm just kind of passive about it uh about like having a faith um it's growing up in the church and being raised christian and seeing um how i was supposed to be how i was supposed to feel um based on what i was seeing around me what others were feeling and seeing um it felt as if everyone else around me had God's personal cell phone number yeah. and they just had a, a real connection with him. Mm. Whereas I had his work number. Wow. Um, no, I, I got that. And it, it never, it never clicked the, the way that I felt it was supposed to mm. um, with my relationship with God. And, um, it has made me struggle with even wanting to find out more because I, I don't, yeah. Um, if it, if it feels like I'm not, I'm just doing this to, to be a practicing Christian or a practicing right. whatever, not because it's for my salvation, mm. then it just does it feels empty and mm. um, it's not fulfilling the way that it, feel it's supposed to um in addition to that it's like it's nice that i've found like you solomon and you josiah and Mm -hmm. um some other specific people who are just as like passionate about their faith as they are about their um social beliefs yeah and that's where the disconnect is in the church um not not to say that they aren't passionate about their social beliefs but rather i disagree with them um, yeah like starkly and because they're trying to get that covid vaccine yeah right uh and (laughs) trying to get the chip yeah the bark Uh, of the beast yeah for real um and all of the like i i can't even get my mom to admit when something or someone is is being racist i i can't even like she won't admit it i can't I, I can I can spell out all of these things that like yes this is the reason why this is bad yeah. and 
it's bad because it's racist because it's harmful and mm. she won't even say that like it, it's just objective at that point um yeah. but she she can't even admit it and that's that's how it is for all of these people in the church that i was raised in not yeah. all of them but a, a solid chunk of them yeah um and at least the ones with with status in the church yeah the clout, uh, the clout christians yeah for real um, right and uh that has just pushed me away and right. i like it's just not not really something i want to associate with and yeah. i can't i can't fake it you know I, no and and you shouldn't i i think that's i think sometimes one of the most honest things you can do um is just to admit when to call yourself an atheist or an agnostic um because i i think i have seen a lot of people who try to keep their like christian identity alive when they just really don't believe it anymore and you know for me anyway i had to have a moment where i said i don't believe this anymore um yeah. i wasn't i wasn't able to rebuild it until i'd said that yeah and know. that's that's my struggle too is like i've off like when you said that you felt like you had god's work number i was like oh yeah that was good that was really good because i i there's a concept um who would say it wasn't augustine uh saint john of the cross yeah he describes the dark night of the soul yeah and i feel like i've been in a state of that for a long time and that's sort of the hope i was getting at in catholicism is like i can like take the eucharist and it'll be there and i'll know i'll know because like i'll know that i believe what i believe if that makes sense and yeah. but then i was recently reading um the diary of uh saint mother Teresa, and she like her it's it, it's dark like she got like an audible call from jesus on the train to like go to calcutta where she was gonna go anyway with like you need to care for the poor like dedicate yourself to this entirely and she was like totally blown away by it it rocked her world and then like the next 50 years she never felt the holy spirit ever again with one exception when she went to pope pius's funeral um but she was and she describes like just the torment of like working for god so much and feeling like he won't yeah. speak to her and feeling disconnected from him and like and she's like i feel like my smile is like this cloak i wear to show people that I'm telling the truth when I doubt my own self. And like, it like, there's some really tough prose. Like there's things she's like, mm -hmm. like I, I'm calling out to God, if there even is a God, right. Which to hear like a nun and a saint say that is hard. And then, but then like on her deathbed, mm -hmm. like um, she even said, like my work is only beginning and I pray that in heaven, I'll be able to continue doing what I'm, you know, with more of a fervor than I ever could. And it's like, for me, that was really challenging because I'm like, okay, was she lying to herself all these years and just choosing to believe this because she had to or else she'd have no meaning or purpose? Or was she really being um, choosing um, faith over doubt? And that's what I struggle with is like, like for mm. example, David is so spiritual and he's so connected to the Holy Spirit. And like whenever we pray together, he's always just like, Holy Spirit, come. And you can just tell that he's like just really in touch with his spirituality and I've had moments where, like, I think I got it. I'm like, I think there's been, like, a few times. Like, like once when I was praying over David, like, at some siblings' baptisms, you know, at my, you know, my mother's funeral and mom moments of grief. But I'm like, but that's also just moments of really intense emotion anyway, you know? And yeah. so that's where I kind of second-guess my own faith. And that's sort of why I feel like I'm way more drawn back to organized religion because I feel like it's a lot, yeah. lot, a lot less um, emotional, like, self like i don't know like kind of jerking yourself off at how spiritual you are and yeah so i understand that keller and i i i don't know thank you for sharing i think yeah. good uh it it definitely does feel like that um a lot of times when like you mentioned just sort of spiritually jerking yourself off 
Okay, I actually don't want to. I feel bad for saying that because I don't want to um, bad faith anyone's faith. If you know what I mean. Right. I'm yeah. like I'm not taking that statement at face value. I'm just sort of resonating with it in the sense that um, if I were to keep faking it, yeah, that's, okay, that's kind of yeah. what it would feel like to me. Right. And I I don't want to do that. Um, and then it's it's hard because it's like I I sort of get pressured by uh, not so not so much anymore uh, more like when i was in high school and early college attending church and going to um like the the uh the college version of youth group um salt and, yeah um oh god and uh navigators yeah the navigators oh my god um, i actually like navigators more than salt yeah i do too but it's still like the problem is honestly i'm thinking about it now i think maybe one of the, the most like disconnecting things about the church experience for me has been um i think that's music like the worship music um mm. because like i mentioned to you um Worship How, music like ruined Christianity for you, or that was your connection to it? Sorry. That was my disconnection. So yes, disconnection. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's like a it, the the what I'm about to get into is a microcosm of what I'm describing in terms of God's personal cell phone number versus His work number. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm in the in the congregation, right, watching this worship band praising Jesus, right, and all these people around me, they have their hands up and like some of them are, some of them are like in tears. They're crying at this worship music. That's, that's touching them so deeply. Um, in there. <laughs> and even the, the, the people on stage that are performing are like clearly emotionally attached. And um, I am just there like reading the words off of the screen and singing along and it it just feel it all felt very performative and felt felt yeah. very empty hollow i um, i had a mo i had a moment like this similarly a few years ago where i went to an easter service um of of an evangelical church that my my parents went to and yeah i was watching like the words the like words on the screen and i don't remember the song exactly but it was like a lot of these lines about how like you know, uh, kings will bow before God and the kingdom's coming to earth and la di da di da And for me, as I've like gotten more and more into political theology, like there's like deep implications those lines have to me. Mm -hmm. The idea of like, oh, you know, God's God is going to like God's grace and God's like love for the poor or whatever is going to be actualized on earth. Right. And, you know, that that all kings will, you know have to bow before the ultimate king you know all those kinds of like they, those are very like political things and mm -hmm. i know everybody up there is you know either like voting republican or maybe centrist democrat and they're just performing the song and not thinking about right. it and it was just really bizarre to me because i'm like you're singing radical shit yeah. and i don't know if you guys have like come to grips with the like it felt performative yeah it doesn't feel abortion. like you guys are in touch with the yeah, <laughs> yeah. Another thing has been like, I, I was never good at praying. Mm. Um, and sometimes people would like call on me to pray publicly. Ooh, and, oh, yeah. Oh, God. That, like that. 
Yeah. It's just like your prayers. No, I've never once done that. That's really helpful for me because sometimes I feel like when I pray out loud, it just feels like I'm talking to myself. So like for me, it's sometimes like when I'm really in my, my, when my faith is sort of shaken, um, it helps me to just like write a letter to God and then to be like, if he receives it, he receives it. You know what I mean? Like I can write and, and and I've actually had a lot more profound sort of, um, a prayer, more profound prayer life when I'm writing this down because I also talk like a like a complete bimbo, but like I'm a much more a much more thoughtful and like contemplative writer than I am speaker, yeah. and that for me I think is, needs to be more encouraged in like youth group spaces because like honestly when you're praying out loud in front of other people like the Pharisees, um, it can be <laughs> really really um a lot of pressure to perform holiness which is yeah it's like okay do i gotta do i gotta um use some like some jargon here that will be impressive um because that's that's what other people are doing and i just like okay what how much of this prayer is just me being real um and how much Mm -hmm. of it is me trying to impress the people around me well, yeah, uh, and, in de- and in defense, I do, I do want to defend again evangelicals, um, because like in defense, like I've had really great moments of like praying with people out loud, and also I make a point of when I'm praying out loud to talk the way I talk, minus like the profanity, um, and like yeah. just pretend I'm having a chat with my good girly Jesus, um, and I don't know, I do think there's like a there is power in speaking words of truth with each other and over each other, but I do agree that you sh- it shouldn't be like a social custom or like something you're mm-hmm. obligated to do. Well, let's uh, let's go like give a, a, like a short final thought from everyone, and then we'll have a music fade there and come back to do ad segments. Is that cool with you guys? Yeah. Cool. Um, um, yeah, Keller, why don't why don't you start since kind of finish your thoughts? Yeah. So, final thought on the experience of evangelical Christianity uh, is I uh, have something that was preached on a lot. Um, in my church was uh, the difference between American Christianity and authentic Christianity. Um, And I am still, I'm still not super clear on what that difference is because the people who are preaching about authentic Christianity are the ones who I have the most problems with. Um, Mm. Oh my God. I I, I like that, but I don't have time. Yeah. Um, That's good. No, that's uh, that's pretty scathing, actually. Like, yeah. that's a great, great read on evangelical Christianity. So there we go. That's my final Closing. thought. Cool. That's a good uh, one. Solomon. Um, for my final thought, I feel like I've given a lot of thoughts. I just want to read a quote. I'm a quotes junkie. Um, and this quotes. is from Poet Laureate Donald J. Trump from Art of the Deal. Um, <laughs> and I think it really just synthesizes. Um, you know, I mean, him and I have the same big three zodiac signs you're both gemini sun sagittarius moon aries rising and this this uh, little few sentences so spoke to me um <clears throat> the final key to the way i promote is bravado i play to people's fantasies people may not always think big themselves but they can still get very excited by those who do that's why a little hyperbole never hurts people want to believe that something is the biggest and the greatest and the most spectacular i call it truthful hyperbole it's an innocent form of exaggeration and a very effective form of promotion. <laughs> that's that, honestly, that's, that, that's a, a really solid, um, solid closer. Yeah. It's a profound book, bro. I'm shook. 
and that just explains a lot about Donald Trump. Yeah, like, it does. It does. Um, my my final <laughs> my final thought, I think, um, is I don't know. I guess going back to the religious discussion we we're having, um, for me, like you mentioned, the Dark Knight of the Soul or whatever. I think mm -hmm. my faith has been shaped primarily, and I think yours as well, Solomon, by by more of Dark Knight of Soul than by any as much the intimacy or whatever right um but i think in a sense that the that if if you for me anyway that like absence and longing for an interaction is like been part of what's is actually been more intimate than i think if i had gotten right directly um and part of like Spiritual what i think of is there's this um there's this yeah <laughs> this uh this uh british novelist uh, uh julian barnes He's got this really interesting book that's just his thoughts on death called Nothing to be Frightened of. And the opening line of the book is, uh, I don't believe in God, but I miss him. And mm, that's uh, been, that's like been the last, I'd say, like five years of my life was that kind of feeling. So yeah. that's my final Damn. Well, it's just such a shame that like he's going to burn in hell. No, I'm kidding. Um, hell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. Patreon set up here real quick. Um, okay, so the first segment though is you guys both. You could either give separate ads or a con or separate or together. You guys give us a Patreon ad. Okay, Keller, you go first. Um, oh God, I I'll feel like I should have had some time to think about that. Okay, part first. of the part of the fun of this is springing it on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, hold on, let me... Okay, 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 okay. Hello, do you like listening to hot, young, one of the mean younger men talk about everything from sex to God to politics? Then why don't you give just a little bit of money to Josiah Sutton and his good friends and check out Very Legal, Very Cool. Oh my god. Well, that's, that was that's really cool. gross. Uh, so no, it's good. I'll, I'll put some sexy music under it. Definitely. All right. <clears throat> you have been listening to Very Legal, Very Cool Podcast of the Year. They are a Goliath in podcasting, hosted by Josiah Sutton and a guy named Jared. They talk about conspiracy theorists, religious weirdos, grifters, and cool folks they find online. I think both Solomon and I are part of the last 
Grift category there. Yeah. Grifter. All right, yeah. <laughs> I'm a grifter. Yeah, for sure. We're located in the throbbing heart of the United States, and you can get very special access to exclusive content on their Patreon at VeryLegalVery.cool. Wait, if I was the throbbing heart of America, does that make Florida the throbbing cock? Yes, it does. It does. Subscribe <laughs> to their Patreon. <gasps> I thought you were done. Um, <laughs> also, I forgot to say, and I can't believe I'm bringing this up, but we're talking about theater. I My big thing was improv. I was like an all-state improver. I was so into improv, and that's another reason why I'm evil. <laughs> anyway, next segment. That'll do it. That'll do improv, it. Okay. improv is just shitposting. It yeah. really is. Um, so I'm going to send you guys a couple. So our Patreon uh, tier thing we do is we get to we make fun of the people the, that subscribe to us on Patreon, their Twitter. Uh-huh. Um, you shouldn't have to log on. You should be able to just look at the profiles without logging on. That's what I've cool. been doing. So yeah. um, for, I'm going to send the Twitter ads one second here uh, of people that we're making fun of. So what what are we doing okay. here exactly? Okay, so yeah, so let's go. So we'll just take a look at it. Um, just to move kind of quick, maybe just a couple comments. We're just gonna make fun of make fun of these people. So let's start with Kyle yes. here. Yes. What Hold do you got to say? Hold on. Uh, all right, Kyle. That's MMA. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, he has a reading thread, so already I can tell he's one of the worst people alive and should be tried at the hog. <laughs> Um, he seems like Tried he does a lot hog. of, he has a lot of ironic retweeting, which I think is really debased. Um, I mean, I mean, a goddamn King of the Hill profile picture and header like, and then, oh, coastal elite and bio. So he's LARPing as a Midwesterner in a racist way, <laughs> if you ask me. And he seems pretentious, unbearable, and honestly, really ugly. I don't see a photo of him anywhere. And his ratio is bad to quote Josiah. Oh yeah. Uh, he's worse. Yeah. Um. So what did I see here? That apparently he's into MMA. Yeah. And Ugh. that's embarrassing, in and of itself. <laughs> oh, baseball fan is um, reached to us. <laughs> Sorry. And uh, yeah, MMA is just like an excuse for chads to hit each other. That's it's true. just who can be the most macho, most annoying person in their room, and how can mm. I, uh, how can they take that out on someone violently? That's what MMA is. Then, what else? Oh God, he posted a, one of those simp pictures. I don't know what the fuck you call it. That like simp pose where you put your pointer fingers together. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Oh, I hate yeah. that. That is definitely that, that shit's the worst. It's absolutely the worst. Um, that's pretty much all I got for very good Kyle here. Very good. Well, let's move on here to Claire. Is the next one there? Okay. Uh, hmm. Okay. So I'm getting X Horse Girl, um, <laughs> which by by the way, game recognizes game. Um, most recently. <laughs> Legitimately, I think Solomon. This is a get the a previous guest you would get along the best with I of ours, him. but yeah, yeah. She said buying a pair of pants today with the huffing emoji. Like God, like 
she like me has girl brain except she's bad at posting um <laughs> figured out how to take in the waist of my jeans to fix levi's horrible waist to hip re- like okay like are you like just go so god damn it in my bed <laughs> showered full jewel pod smiley face what's better than this like she thinks she's being like ironically simple but i think she's just simple like <laughs> i think she like is just sort of are we ever going to get these damn checks lmfao would join a cult if I, meant to, I got to wear cool clothes. That's actually a really good point. Um, yeah. I'm Welcome to the cringe woman kitchen. Okay, if you're trying to be self-aware about being cringe, it's actually much more cringe. Because cringe is like camp. It has to be earnest. Um, so, I don't know. Overall, love you, girly. <laughs> I don't know how to follow that one. Yeah, that's um, pretty brutal, man. Okay, well, I... I... Uh, I looked at her website, um, and uh, the homepage is kind of cool, but, like, all of the stuff is in the bottom left corner. Um, I'm wondering if this was not meant for, like, desktop, um, because it just doesn't look like it was, like, she calls herself a web designer or web, web developer. I'm wondering if it looks better on mobile than it does on this, on my laptop here. Because uh, if I hit the, and there's a hyperlink in the bottom left corner that says works, hit on that, and it's just like all the stuff in, is in the bottom left corner, and it, it's just like a collection of headers with links. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, Claire Turner, but this this website just needs some work. I'm sorry. Damn. Coming for her whole gig. That's That's cruel <laughs> I'm not, i don't like to be mean i've just been asked to dunk on these people all right i don't know anything about them i don't know who they are well, I'm, not, I'm having fun if you yeah you know if you if you listen to the podcast you would but you know whatever <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my god there it is uh last up is last up is uh emily rose okay emily rose one word i'm i think all i need to do is read the profile <clears throat> Photographer, podcaster, punsmith. How can I be an optimist when all this feels infinite? Private, Rynek, he, Emily. She, her. One week until Washington. Oh, quoting a tweet about Freebie Bridgers. Oh, of course. It's like, it's like, it's, this is a type. This is a profile. This is like, um, an, uh, like a Myers-Briggs personality test is Emily Rose's Radlib Twitter. Love you, girly. <laughs> Yeah, and if you, but love if, you and scroll, light. if you scroll back far enough, you can see she uh, shares anti-Marvel sentiments, which is fine. But like, it's it's about military propaganda and how Marvel is pretty much just military propaganda. Which, I mean, yeah, that's that's true. Um, but it's also just a boring take. Like, you're not really like, are you alienating anyone who matters in this case? No, are you? changing anyone's mind right because no, marvel, are... marvel lives don't matter that right and marvel people lives. aren't people aren't going to stop watching marvel because it's military propaganda um yeah, and true. making that criticism isn't gonna do anything for anyone you're just kind of putting yourself on a on a high horse there like hey i don't watch this stuff check it out <laughs> that i don't participate in this look at how good i am um <laughs> So there's that. These these political takes, I'm not going to bash too hard, but I'm just reading these. I'm like, God, this is a Twitter user. <laughs> um, that's yeah. all I'll say. <laughs> all right. But only love to you. 
Yeah, Emily, I hope you're well. Uh, like you're well, doing well. Love on that note. So we uh, so we've got that. See, that's the Patreon. Uh, this is this is my first time uh, just running the end segments entirely on my own. So I'm like scrambling. Because usually Jared does half of these and I do half of these. So uh, next few things here. Oh, you, we only have 10 minutes too. Jesus Christ. Okay. We're moving fast. We're going to move fast. But my phone's not loading fast. So that's not good. Amazing. Yeah, very good. So we're going to read uh, an Apple review and emails. Uh, anything that we've received, we read. So don't worry. These will be pretty short. Uh, so we got a we got a five star review from Nick Stifle. Uh, the subject line is very legal, very cool question mark, and it just says pesky. So thank you for that, Nick. Um, five stars. We also five stars. We received a uh, an email from Nate Teeson. Um, the subject line is Arby's, and I'll read this email. He says. Uh, Hey, I saw you were recording, so hopefully this still makes it in. Last Saturday, I went to the Arby's on the south side of Des Moines, yes, and it was amazing. incredible. Quick service, hot curly fries, and delicious chicken tenders. I just think good service like that needs to be shouted out. Miss hearing you, Jared. All right, that's all. Nathan, sent from my iPhone. Time out. Arby's <laughs> is not that good. Arby's what? Good. We can't have this course. I'm literally packing my suitcase up right now. But um, <laughs> I disagree. Arby's is heaven. It's God tier fast food. All right. Uh, we, we, got, we got Twitter news, but, you know, we're trying to wrap up quick. So normally right now there would be music playing if we had a soundboard, but Jared's gone and we're rogue. I'm only going to send one tweet so we can wrap up quick. Sure. Uh, this one was sent in by... Oh, Nate, yes. by Nate Teeson <laughs> <laughs> and it, uh, it's, it's from at Phil underscore Lewis underscore um, says uh, Papa John's ex CEO says he's been working for the last 20 months to get rid of this N word in my vocabulary Papa John is working on not saying the uh, the N word and, and I guess I'm proud of him for that yeah it's like he's He's, good, he's good listening, he's learning, he's growing, he's making spaces, he's <laughs> amplifying voices. I'm very happy for him. It's just so funny to like frame it that way. Like it's just it's just like a like a pesky little little vermin like vermin rolling around in his head and he's like, "Ah, I'm just trying to get it out of there. It's stuck. Can't do it." There's this uh um i was made aware of this from Emily Rose's podcast, uh Idle Curiosities. There's this great clip of mike mike francesca um yelling about the time that uh peyton manning kissed papa john <gasps> and he's like he's like Aww. the first if you're you know if you're as rich as you are peyton manning the first man you kiss cannot be papa john you could kiss any man and you chose papa john <laughs> publicly that's anyway. so good <laughs> it's pretty great i love that all right, this has been Twitter news. Uh, da 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 da, music, all that stuff. Okay, uh, we do plugs and then we end it. So, uh, just anything you want to plug, uh, Solomon? Why don't you start since you're you're rushing out of here? Well, obviously, I want to plug Sunday School with uh, David Scafidi, Solomon John. It's a little indie underground, darling sort of thing. It's very cool. Probably not very legal, but it's a good time. <laughs> and also, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Solomon John G. Um, and you can send me a letter, and you can send, um, and you can DM me to figure out how to send a letter. Uh, Killer, any plugs? Um, <clears throat> I like I 
alluded, or I guess I said it before. Um, my band is called Bouquet, like a bouquet of flowers. And, um, I didn't do anything like that in your. Sorry, you can, we can rewind and you can roast me in mine. Rude. I don't want to. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, um, color. Yeah, can you mute your mic or something? The yeah. zipping is distracting. Um, so my band is called Bouquet, like a bouquet of flowers. And we have a single and a music video coming out in April. Hopefully it should be ready by then. And uh, we go in to record our EP in about a month. So I think we'll be releasing oh, yeah. it right, right at the same time we're recording, which will be cool. And that's great. Um, you can find us on Twitter at we have two different handles. It's a little annoying. We got to figure that shit out. Um, <laughs> so we have the band Bouquet on Twitter, um, yeah. and on Instagram we are a band called Bouquet. I see. I see. Nice. Uh, Hell yeah. Yeah, and uh, that's pretty much all I have to plug. Um, I I think I can say it now. Uh, the name of the song of the single. <gasps> Exclusive. Called, oh shit! It is called Glisten. I'm pretty excited about it. I'm excited. I yeah, am I'm excited. excited I'm proud pretty, of the color. Thank you. It's pretty like uh, it's pretty accessible. I think that a lot of people will nice. enjoy it, and like it's not something that's it's not like metal or anything like that. Um, nice. it's it's pretty easy on the ears. I'm oh I'm God, excited. Very good. All good. right. Well, uh, I'll I'll plug the uh, the fourteen hundred dollars that's pending in my checking account because there's there's a stimulus package finally. Oh, you got yeah. That? Yeah, it's just pending. I don't think I'm getting it for another week. I don't think I'm getting it at all. It's there. I see it pending. They always mail me a check like a because I am a boomer and I can't use technology. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, this uh well, let's go ahead and close out. Uh thank you so much for listening to Very Legal, Very Cool, uh a podcast about about Keller saying the F slur. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Solomon saying the rest of them. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, the music is a garage band loop that I stuck a drum beat behind, and you can find us at Be Legal Be Cool Pod on Twitter. Uh, and other stuff that's in the show notes. So, yay. This has been the Very Legal, Very Cool Podcast. Hell yeah. Wow. All right, we are uh, we oh. are officially recording. Oh, Craig is the recording bot. Yay. What's up, Craig? So Craig is the recording bot. Giark there, that. which is Craig backwards, is the backup bot. Craig Wait, is stop. Offline. There's robots on the call. Are there literally yeah, robots there's on the robots call? on the call. No, stop. I don't know. <laughs> uh, there's a fun robot here that I could play music with. Do too. not get any more robots involved. Are you kidding me? I hate robots. <laughs> <That's so funny. laughs> they're not. It's not their knockouts plan. I'll just say that. <laughs> they're not. <laughs>